am I going through everything that I'm going through? And we say, does God speak? How do I hear from him? How do I get his attention? Well, I'm here today to tell you that God does speak. And when he does, look out. Because he is the creator of all of this. And when he speaks, people listen. And so when you ask him to speak, be careful that you're ready to hear what he has to tell you. Because when he spoke in Genesis, we read that the earth was formed from nothing. And then he spoke again, and there was light. He spoke again, and the water separated from the sky. He spoke, and all the trees and the vegetation appeared. Spoke again, and the animals were created. Spoke again, and man was formed from the dust of the ground. He spoke, and man was given dominion over the rest of creation. When God speaks, things happen. This amazing, humbling thing that just blows my mind is that the creator of all of this, God, speaks to me and you. So how can we understand him? Well, he makes himself very clear. He came to Adam and he spoke to him in the garden. And Adam understood what it is that God was saying to him. He spoke to Cain after he killed his brother. He spoke to Noah and told him how to build an ark. Exactly how to do it. He spoke to Abraham and he told him to go to a land that he, he didn't know anything about. He spoke to Moses on the mountain and gave him the Ten Commandments. He spoke to Joseph in dreams and told him how to save a nation. Spoke to Jacob, told him to come to Egypt when there was a famine. Spoke to Moses out of the burning bush. He spoke to Samuel, he spoke to Nathan, he spoke to Gideon through an angel. He spoke to Jonah and he told him to go to Nineveh spoke to Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel, the prophets, and begged them, begged the nation of Israel to come back and said, please, I'm your God, serve me. And so on and so on, we read in the Bible how God spoke. He speaks to whoever he wishes to, whenever he wishes to. But in the Old Testament, we find that he spoke generally to someone that he appointed to speak for him to the people of Israel. It was at specific times when he chose to accomplish his purpose through a person. Are you ready for him to speak to you? To deliver, to heal, to bless. Because that's what he does. And the people that he spoke to in the Old Testament weren't necessarily ready for him to speak to them. 
They were just doing their thing like we are. And all of a sudden, God showed up in the middle of it, and he says, you're the man. You're the woman. You're mine. And I'm going to speak through you. Are you ready? The problem is that when God spoke to some of these people, they weren't ready. We find God's people with hardened spirits wandering in deserts instead of following him into the promised land. We find them slaves to foreigners instead of worshiping and glorifying their own God in their homeland. We find them at war with one another when he called them to be at peace. We find them testing him out of distrust instead of trust, running for their lives when they should be ruling on his behalf. But God didn't give up. He had a purpose in mind. And that purpose is called redemption. He brought forth out of the silence his living word to speak his words to us. The living word made flesh that came and dwelt with us. Bringing forth God's powerful words to us. The words that not only form and create as in Genesis. But also deliver and restore. Jesus, the living word, spoke the Father's words to his disciples. To the crowds to the religious leaders who were trying to trap him. He spoke to Mary. Spoke to the people who were strangers to him at the well. Spoke to friends. Spoke to the rich and to the poor alike. He spoke to Peter and to John in dreams. And when he spoke, things happened. Those who were diseased were healed. Storms were stilled. People caught fish like they never caught before. Demons fled. And the dead were raised to life. This is the New Testament. When God speaks, things happen. Are you ready for him to speak not only in you and to you, but through you? The way that he speaks to us today is like none other. He didn't rely on somebody else to speak his words for him. He came down, the living word, 
to speak to us. And that's why it's so important for you to get into the Word and to read the Gospels, to get them in your head. Because these aren't just regular words that we shoot on a breeze and talk about the weather or what the Vikings did yesterday or whatever. It's the living God speaking through his Son to us. And so when Jesus spoke, there wasn't one word that he spoke that the Father didn't tell him to say. It was God's words. And God's purposes is all about redeeming you and I. And so take the time to find out what God has already spoken. Robert Moore is pastor of Gateway Church on crosswalk.com. You want to go there sometime and, and look at this. He speaks about how God speaks to us in the Bible. And he mentions some of the things that I've shared already with you. First of all, God speaks in our circumstances. Jonah chapter 1 through 4. Remember the whale showing up? Storm there. God can speak through wise counsel. Look at the book of Proverbs. What he said to Solomon. How he speaks to us through the Proverbs. He speaks through peace in Colossians. He speaks through his people. Spoke through Paul. He speaks through the prophets. I remember the story of the beggar and the rich man and and how the rich man was in hell and he and uh, he said well you tell me these things now he goes send somebody to tell my brothers and he goes they have heard the prophets already and they didn't listen to them we have the actual words of the son of God are you listening to them to those words he speaks to us through dreams and visions speaks through our thoughts speaks through what he's created in Romans chapter 1 says everybody is going to be held accountable because of what he's made he speaks through supernatural manifestations it's going to appear in the clouds he spoke in a burning bush spoke out of the pillar of fire he can speak however he wants to he can even speak out of a donkey if he wants to he can speak in a whisper so God spoke to us through his son Jesus and because Christ lives in us he can then speak through us to others. So you are his mouthpiece. Just as I'm standing up here today. What's coming out of your mouth? Is it life? Is it the truth? It's important. 
for us to get out of the way so that God can work and speak today. So don't put God in a box. Say, well, unless he speaks to me in a certain way at a certain time, I don't believe he speaks. Unless he speaks to me at church. Unless I'm perfectly holy, then I don't believe God could speak to me. Unless the planet and stars line up, God doesn't speak. He is speaking now, this very moment, is what I'm telling you. Are you listening? Do you want to hear what God has to say? Then we have to move our heart, if we do. We have to move our questions that we formulate in our brains to what he has said then. So whenever you begin to question what's out here, move to what God has already said. Are you trusting in those words? Are you believing those promises? Are you obeying those commands? He who comes to me must believe that I exist and that I am a rewarder of him who diligently and consistently seeks me. So look at your heart. Do you want to know what he has to say? For whoever seeks him finds him, Deuteronomy 4.29, when they seek him with all of their heart. So if we want to know God, then we will have to listen. But not only listen, we then have to take what he says and put it into action. You can't say, Lord, I want to hear you and then not do anything about what he has said. And then expect him to speak to you. This has been tried over and over and it doesn't work. So if you've got your Bibles out, got your little Bible on your phone, go to Isaiah chapter 58. I want everybody to turn there with me. Isaiah chapter 58. Make sure you mark this passage. It's crucial. Isaiah 58. Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet and declare to my people their rebellion <clears throat> and to the descendants of Jacob <clears throat> their sins. And I would say to the descendants of Jacob, which would be the Christians that have come, which means the Christians in America, declare to them. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways. Well, that's a good thing. Seems like that's what we want to do. Seems like the Christians in America, we would say, 
We seek God out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near to them. We have fasted. We go to church, they say. And God, you haven't noticed. Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet, on the day of your fasting, the day that you go to church, you do as you please. You exploit your workers. You seek gain by taking advantage of other people. That means your fasting or your time in church ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast or worship as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast or worship that I have chosen? Only one day for people to humble themselves? Is it the only day that you can pray to me? Or to humble yourself like a reed? with sackcloth and ashes. We would say today, take communion or give an offering. Is that what you call worship? A single day acceptable to the Lord? So what is he saying to us? God is saying to us that he's not interested in ceremonies. He's not interested in us doing our time. He's not interested in making sure that we do our Sunday thing. He's interested in him being able to work through you and speak his words not only in you, but through you to other people. That's what he's interested in. He's still involved in freedom. But he works his freedom to the world that we live in through us. Are you involved? If you hear and want to hear me, he says, then obey me. Loose the chains of injustice. Untie the cords of the yoke. Set the oppressed free. Break every yoke. Share your food with the hungry. Provide the poor wanderer with shelter. And when you see the naked, clothe them. Don't turn away from your own flesh and blood. Do away with the yoke of oppression. Here's the one that gets us. Do away with the pointing finger and the malicious talk. Spend yourselves in the behalf of the hungry. Satisfy the needs of the oppressed. Pretty clear what God wants. Are we listening? You say it's God's job to help the oppressed. 
And when I'm oppressed, that's when I pray and I ask God to, to help me. And he says, I want to work through you to free the oppressed. What are you doing in obedience to what I've already said? For it is when we are doing these things, which are all associated with loving others, that God shows up and he speaks to us about our needs. That's how he operates. If you want God to speak to you, be busy, be doing what he's already said. Open up your life to have him work through you and speak through you to others. Because it's not about us. It's about grace. It's about God's grace pouring out of your life. But you have to be free to do that. Self has to get out of the way. In verse 9 it says, And then you will call and the Lord will answer and you will cry for help, and, and he will say, here I am, here am I. It is our actions of obedience and our attitude of humility that moves our focus away from us and onto others. These actions proceed God showing up in our midst. There's a big if-then in this passage. Verses 13 through 15, look at them with me. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath day, that day of rest, and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath, Sunday is your day of rest, a delight, And the, whole, and the Lord's holy day honorable. And if you honor it by not going your own way. In other words, being selfish. Having the focus on you and not on God. And not doing as you please or speaking idle words. In other words, being complacent. Tearing other people down because of the moments that are building them up. Verse 14, then, then you will find your joy in the Lord and I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father, Father Jacob. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. We don't have to wonder what God says. We have to be obedient to what he's already said or he has spoken. So if you're not hearing from God, well, maybe it's time to be still and to know that he's God. Psalm 46.10 says that. Be still and know that I am God, that I will be exalted among the nations, that I will be exalted in the earth not about your kingdom and my kingdom and how successful we are at this or that or the other thing. 
It's about God's success in building his kingdom for his purposes. And the way that he does it is through his children loving one another. Now in Psalm 46.10, he says this, Be still and know that I'm God, that I will be exalted among the nations. In Isaiah 30.15, it says, This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. We just want to scream. We just want to cry. We just want everybody else to know how much we're suffering. So when things get crazy, what are you supposed to do? Be still. Be quiet. Trust. What did Jesus do in the middle of the storm? He what? He rested, didn't he? What are you supposed to do in the middle of your storms? Rest. But you would have none of it. Wow. What a word. Now the rest of the world can go crazy. (laughs) But not his people. Not his kids. He wants his kids at peace. So you have a choice. What you're going to do. Are you going to rest? Or are you going to scream and cause a fit and go crazy? So if you're running around aimlessly without any direction, you're probably not listening. Jeremiah seven thirteen says this. While you were doing all these things, declares the Lord, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen. I called you, but you did not answer. So why does God speak? He speaks to redeem, to reconcile, and restore. I know what he's up to. That's what he does. He speaks to redeem, to reconcile, restore that's what he does but when our hearts are hardened we don't want to hear it and we won't listen to his calling us to come to him during these times and what does he say to us come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you what? Rest. Hmm. So if you want to hear God, first of all, seek him with your whole heart. Secondly, obey what you already know. Love others. That's the first and second greatest commandment. You know, love God with your whole heart. So, Mind is strength, and second is love your neighbor as yourself. But we know what to do. Love others. Treat him with the honor he deserves. 
Respect his word. Learn it. Live it. Love it. Then you will see what happens. And I can tell you what's going to happen. Isaiah 58 is what's going to happen. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. Your healing will quickly appear. Your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always and he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. He will strengthen your frame and you will be like a well-watered garden like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will rise up and raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets and dwellings. And when the church is like this, the community listens. Amen. God is glorified when we love one another. When we're listening to his words. Exodus 15, 26 says this, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and you do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and you keep all of his decrees, I will not bring upon you any of the diseases that are brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. God is speaking. Are we listening? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. It will never come back to you void but will accomplish what you have intended. And so my heart today, Lord, is that you accomplish whatever you want to do in all of our hearts. Work in us, motivate us, move us from sometimes a position of complacency and apathy to a place of service. Break our heart with what breaks yours. We know what it is. You see the oppression all around us. May we be your hands and your feet. Move us into places of healing, into places of restoring, into places of sharing your words of redemption and reconciling people to you. We offer ourselves as a body, your temple, for you to accomplish your will through us. And so we, we proclaim that you are the only true God, the maker of heaven and earth, who loved us enough to send Jesus, the living word, to die for our sins. So that if we receive you, 
we embrace you, we seek you, then you will come and abide in us and with us and that your will will be accomplished through us. So we come as vessels ready to be filled by your Holy Spirit. To proclaim freedom and to work in your harvest fields, in your vineyard. So be blessed through the work that is done but not only through the work, but the hearts of the workers who cry out in worship that they love you. That is in your name, in Jesus' name, that we serve the living God.